Warning, please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned. of the podcast. Uh, actual episode, unlike the last piece of crap that I posted up. Yeah, we are, I'm still super embarrassed that everything didn't record. Bonus! We're going to have another awesome interview with Alpha Rift, so that's going to be baller. Yep, we're going to go through and combine both of the podcasts together that we did into one podcast and try to make it sound as seamlessly as possible, even though we didn't get enough of the we're not going to have enough of the shit that was special right off hand so that's going to be it'll be a thing this is we all have an extra chromosome my name is Bill and my name is Noel and we need to get ready for business aspects before we dive into the new format yeah um so we very much appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to us every week, especially when it's crazy and it's kind of bullshit. Because Craig failed us. Craig is the bot that helps us record. Um, this is not a particular Craig, but it just goes to show that people named Craig will often fail you. It, um, on the bright side, I want to say is that when I, when I went to Craig's support, it turned out that a lot of people at the same time had the same exact thing. So... Um, based on the information, we also record on Discord, which recording on Discord can be a little bit of a problem. So we got backups, everything is set, so we shouldn't have that issue in the future. Which is good. That's part of the reason we're doing this. Well, one, new format with more ranting, having its own platform, and single issue kind of episodes. And then we have stories episodes every other week with guests, um, which is awesome. Um, and two, it lets us test out our new recording software and bots to make sure they don't fail us. Um, because having another screwed up recording will just make me cry and want to quit. Yep. Um, but to catch all of our failures and foibles, please feel free to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. And we have a website and a Patreon an email address and i'm gonna let bill tell you all of those things because i can't remember them all right facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash we all have an x chromosome it's one giant word this is where noelle spends most of her time ranting and raving and mini ranting and i basically just forward things on twitter because on twitter someone needs to watch the tweet machine that is going to be uh, the the Twitter is at X Chromosome Pod. We also have Instagram, which is not used, but hey, maybe if people start using it, we'll start using it too. The Instagram address. 
Um, the 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 Instagram is also an X chromosome podcast. Oh yeah, I forgot we have an Instagram because I don't Instagram. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I have it set that if we link pictures directly from the Facebook, it should go to the Instagram, but we actually have to upload the pictures there. So I got to double check with that. Um, also, if you if you search for uh, we all have an X chromosome, if you can't use regular podcast formats, uh, the the podcast goes over to YouTube. So we do have it available on YouTube for those that have to use the YouTube format. And we're basically on every single podcast format you could think of. Okay. Yeah. Um, Twitcher. Uh, not Twitcher. <laughs> Stitcher. Um, Apple Podcast. iTunes. Uh, Spotify. Blah, blah. All of them. Um, but while we're talking about all of the platforms we're on, please like and subscribe, rate and review us. Uh, Five-star reviews get us noticed so we can afford stuff so that our podcasts get better. Uh, some of the stuff that we would be able to bring with um, ad revenue and or donations to our Patreon are subscriptions to uh, reputable publications, getting past paywalls for scholarly articles and all of that shit that will make this an even more informed podcast. Because I can only spend so much time at the library before swearing before they'll throw me out. Which we'll also point out, our Patreon is www dot x chromosome i'm oh, sorry www.patreon.com forward slash x chromosome podcast we want to shout out the couple of people that are already on our patreon we have patreon patron bz archer and we have patreon patron uh tamara l ciuda uh both of you thank you so much for supporting us we love you we hope we're rewarding your faith in our ability to do something awesome uh, we'll get better we promise that's all we can do is get better because we want humanity to get better and thus hopefully they start going around the same exact time because things need to get better in general oh boy so speaking of things that we need to get better let's move this over to the rant noel okay this is a thing but i'm pretty sure we're all aware of the mom of a notre dame student or student I don't know how far apart her sons are or what else is going on. Um, she wrote an open letter to the student newspaper about leggings. That's right. Leggings. The devil's clothing. Yes. And leggings are super comfortable. Uh, they're amazing. I'm wearing some right now. Uh, but she has a problem. Because, oh my god, butts. Here's the weirdest thing about her letter. Is she goes into her plea for women to stop wearing leggings in public, talking about how she couldn't stop staring at these girls in church who were wearing crop tops and leggings. And she's like, but my sons! And all I could get out of any of this was, bitch, why are you staring at other women in a creeperly manner? I mean, 100% of the people who had a problem with leggings in her letter were her. And this leads into, and of course, the student body of Notre Dame went, screw you, bitch, and organized a massive day of leggings protest, which is glorious. Um, and I am assuming that nobody got hurt because there hasn't been any follow-up articles about massive assault at Notre Dame following leggings protest. So clearly leggings are not a problem 
But this does lead into dress code in general. Because there are a lot of places you can't wear leggings or strapless shirts or anything with a certain neckline or skirts of a certain length or shorts of a certain length or, you know, basically most of the clothes that are marketed to women, including business casual and semi-professional clothing. Um, they are designed for bodies that don't exist in nature. I've worked a bunch of places. Uh, my current nine to five, the dress code is scrubs and that's it. Um, as long as they're clean and they're scrubs, you're good to go. This is great because scrubs look, uni look universally nondescript and kind of awful on everyone. Um, but Basic, go ahead. I work my nine to five. We, and, and surprise for most of my other nine to fives, there basically isn't a dress code. Um, the only basic dress code thing is don't have your bits hanging out where everybody can see them. As long as your bits are covered, we don't care. Um, and that's literally like your genitalia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I live in Ohio, and Ohio has a very generous policy when it comes to clothing and being in public. Cover your junk. That's all the state wants. I ran into a situation. I did a group shoot at a historic jail in February, and I had to challenge the dress code uh, when it got posted because some of my stuff that I had been planning on bringing was kind of skimpy. and. There was a no nudity and don't let anything hang out and, and, and I was like, whoa, wait, one, this, where the fuck is this coming from? Three days before the shoot when we've been planning for months. And two, I'm going to make sure this is a state building and I'm going to have my lawyer friend on call just in case somebody gets uppity about the shape and configuration of my personal set of breasts because they're kind of big and they kind of get out of hand if I don't keep a very close eye on them. I've, I've lived with them for years. They cannot be trusted, uh, especially in anything like a bra with no shirt. Um, they are dangerous, but that's just a, a me personally thing. And while the state doesn't have a problem, I didn't want to have to fight this fight with a bunch of, wound up people who don't understand the law and this this goes into again dress codes i have had to personally deal with i was working at a call center in here in the arch city aka columbus ohio uh, for a very well-known retailer of clothing i'm not going to name any names but uh they supply a lot of shoes to a lot of people uh, so, yeah, if you've ordered shoes from them a few years ago and had a problem in the evening, late afternoon to early evening, and you called in, you might have talked to me. They had a dress code policy that was business casual. We never saw a customer. <clears throat> Nobody but corporate was going to be looking at us. There was no reason that I, and I've, hand to God, I went for a walk on my lunch break one day. and. I had a sweater on over a sleeveless shell because it was July and it was fucking hot. 
and I knew it was still going to be fucking hot when I walked out of work, and I didn't want to be overdressed for the rest of the world. I had a half hour, 45 minute drive home in a car that had been sitting for hours. Um, I just wanted to be comfortable. So I take off my sweater and I go for my walk. I come back in the building. I am intercepted by my team manager to talk to me about my sleevelessness. I said, no, I got a cardigan at my desk because I knew the stupid rule. The stupid rule when we are talking about women and their shoulders is that women's shoulders are distracting. Now, if somebody out there can come up with a legitimate reason based in actual science why my shoulders are more distracting than Bill's shoulders, I will find a way to give you $100 because you're not going to do it. So that's not money I'm ever going to have to come up with. There is no logical reason for this except for the patriarchal society insisting that women are objects, women are sexual objects, no matter what they're doing or what context they're in. And yeah, and that men are absolved of self-control, which is horrible. So dress codes are not only patriarchal and oppressive, telling women they have to cover themselves so that their male co-workers aren't distracted is a huge disservice to men. Y'all dudes, y'all dudes deserve better than that bullshit. My knees, my thighs, my shoulders, my cleavage, none of these things should bother you, nor should bra straps. Because you're grown-ass adults and can handle your business. I'm a call center lifer, basically, except for a bit of time where I worked in restaurants and fast food, which I personally can't stand. More power to those that work there. You deserve more money for all the shit you go through. And I've worked in call centers that have had the business casual dress code and no dress code at all. Generally, in regards to the dress codes and things of that nature, I find that more people, from what I find is that the employees are happier without the dress code. However, I noticed even with, as well, someone that's been in supervisory positions in the call centers that have had the dress code, they tend to, people tend to be forced because they're probably because they're feeling like crap. They're forced to sound and be more professional on the phone. Um, I'm still pro no dress code because the way that you shove all the people into a call center and have to go through and keep them in close proximity so they do their work and things of that nature, you need to be as comfortable as you need to be to actually get your job done. So as also as a large man, I don't want to be wearing a tie all day. Because no, ties are the devil. Ties are the devil and need to be banished. I am completely for... As long as I'm not seeing your junk, I don't care. That's really what it boils down to. I just don't want to just walk, turn the corner and go, whoa, there's junk in my face. Uh, um, I mean, there are jobs for that, but a call center isn't one of them. Exactly. Um, Dress want, for the job you have. Exactly. And if your job allows you to wear shorts and a t-shirt and have you answer phones, more power to you. Just make sure that there's not a hole in your crotch. Yes. Now, there is a there is a, a, a parallel dress code tyranny 
that is extra horrifying because of the age range involved. And I'm going to super lose my shit about this because my niece is nine. There are other humans in my life who have children of various ages. That's right. We're going to start where well, I'm going to lose my shit about school dress codes because they are the absolute bullshit. Let me ask you um, one thing before you lose your shit, because while you're still not completely lost in the shit about school dress codes. Okay. Fortunately, when I went to school, we had minimal dress code. But as I moved around with my nephew, it turned out that there was either more of a hard and fast dress code to the point of uniforms, even in public schools. Do you have any issue with if uh, school requires everybody to, like basically wear the same exact thing, or is it just dress codes in general? The, the segue is great, because uh, not all dress codes are created equal. Catholic schools, I'm looking at you. I am okay with the dress code if everybody is wearing pants, or everybody is allowed to wear skirts or shorts or pants, regardless of their... Uh, gender identity slash genital configuration. Although we are talking about children, you shouldn't be thinking about their genitals if you are an adult. That's like 90% of the dress code discussion creepiness that makes me lose my shit and I cannot handle it because when we're talking about school dress codes, which are twice as long for women and girls than they are for dudes, and far more restrictive into what can be worn, 100% of the people who are coming up with these dress codes are grown-ass men and women. And their reasoning? Oh, too short shorts are distracting for boys. Bra straps are distracting for boys. Not wearing a bra, distracting for boys. One, it's centering all of the attention on the uh, male educational experience which is 100% bullshit. Two, it's, it's already teaching these boys that they are absolved from responsibility for their fucking actions. More bullshit. Three, these are grown-ass adults that are sexualizing underage girls. And that's what a school dress code is. And anybody who is like, but that's, but that's, those shorts are too short, they're distracting. Why are you looking? Why are you looking at this child in that manner? A friend of mine, when I shared the original article that, that set me off about leggings. One, why are you sexualizing random strangers at church? Two, a friend commented that about a year ago, she had her, she's got girls in school. All the girls got pulled out of class for shorts checks. What the fuck is that? Kids are already awkward about their bodies, especially when they're in late grade school, middle school, and going into high school. Because bodies are doing weird shit. Hormones are awful. These flesh these flesh prisons are terrible. You are de-emphasizing a girl's right to learn anytime you make anything she does about what she's wearing and how it is distracting to other people. It's toxic, it's patriarchal, and it's a disservice to literally everyone. And it makes adults sound super creepy. And I'm really, really tired of it. Because the same people who are like, but your bra strap is distracting, will f harass children in the bathroom. Because, you know, their gender identity says, I go in this bathroom. This is where I belong. Dress code obsessed adults are adults that harass trans children in bathrooms. And 100% of that is so 
so creepy. And I don't know what's wrong with our society that we cannot see how horrifying it is that we're totally okay with adults talking about underage bodies as sexualized things based on a configuration of pieces of fabric. Ugh, I can't with dress codes. They're just wrong. As an adult, my level of professionalism is not predicated on the clothing I put on my body. As an adult who has young people in her life, don't look at them that way. You other horrifying adults, that's wrong and you need to step back and look at yourself and sit with that idea. This nine-year-old in a pair of shorts and a, sh and a sleeveless shirt is distracting. Or this 16-year-old girl who just wants to be comfortable and wear the clothes that are marketed to her and just get from the start of the school day to the end of the school day and go home or to whatever activity she wants to go. She just wants to mind her business and handle her shit. Why are you, adult teacher, saying she is distracting? It's an underage girl that you, the adult, are talking about in a sexual way. What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I don't think it is particularly because the teachers are pervs. It is a socialization thing, but it's never been challenged on the grounds of why are you the adult sexualizing a child? Do you realize what you are saying when you say that a, an underage body in clothing is distracting to you? Okay, I'm going to go into devil's advocate voice so people understand that I do not believe what I'm about to say, but it'll just set Noelle off even further. Oh, boy. <clears throat> but, Noelle, we're trying to teach these young women how to dress appropriately for the future when their careers are on the line. If we get rid of the youth dress code, then we don't need a fucking dress code in the office because we will not have socialized men to think that women's bodies are distracting by existing. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. There's a you can't see my hands and you will never ever see me live because we're never doing this live. I'm dropping a mic. <laughs> it's we start from fucking grade school through the day we fucking die with this dress code bullshit. And boys are taught that girls are distracting over, over, over and over and over and over and over again. Girls' bodies are distracting. Girls are taught our bodies are distracting. And that we are solely responsible for protecting ourselves from people who have no self-control. Because they just innately don't have any self-control. And it's all bullshit. Let me ask a weirdly clarifying question. Okay. Because I just, this is just because of my own upbringing and other, other upbringings, so to speak. But when you're talking about, um... Boys are taught that women's bodies are distracting. You're meaning that in the way that because women at young age are told that their bodies are distracting to boys, boys are learning because of that. Yeah. If that makes sense. All right. Just wanted to clarify that. Thank you. It's just, it's mind-blowing because we can flip the script and we can talk about fucking sweatpants and goddamn basketball shorts. No, basketball jerseys. Basketball oh, yeah. jerseys are the same exact shit as a damn tank top. Yeah. And, and, and worse in most cases. 
And this is what I noticed in school and more than anything about the dress code where guys wearing basketball jerseys with no shirt underneath them to cover anything up, where you have not only the tank top version, but there's basically a hole in the side from the armpit down almost all the way to the waist. And you're getting all that side uncovered. But because you're a guy wearing a basketball jersey, it's fine. Uh, yeah, or my argument with the we're going back to leggings and lower body covering. Dudes in basketball shorts and dudes in sweatpants. Look, we all know your dick's in there. We can see it. Don't tell me that leggings are any more or less distracting than a dude who is wearing underwear specifically to emphasize his package and then a pair of pants to show them off. But his ass isn't talked about ruining the uh, educational experience of girls because guys are allowed to let their fucking junk hang out. Or, you know... Um, before they started getting weird about boys in their underwear, which is equally creepy, guys could let their boxers hang out across above the waistband of their pants to a certain degree. If they were obviously having a problem walking with their pants on, then there, then there might be intervention. But God forbid my whale tail is showing in my thong for an accidental second. I grew up in uh, mid-80s, late night through the end of the 90s in uh school primary and uh, high school uh the dress code evolved the dress code got more complicated every year and we're talking about the 80s when the over oversized boat neck sweatshirts you know you cut your clothes to slide off your shoulders and clothing was marketed to to be very open in the neck and girls were already getting punished for again the things they were being told were meant for them to wear. And guys are wearing all that fucking 80s bullshit cutout shirts that were slit pretty much to the bottom of the ribcage. The big, open, sided, sleeveless shirt. Um, You see it now. If I'm describing it and I put you in a pair and I put the guy in a pair of jeans and cowboy boots, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That look. That was a thing. Guys could do it. I couldn't wear the same shirt with a crop shirt and not get in trouble at school. I'm showing literally these. I'm showing less of the side of my body and I'm in trouble. The guy who's got his entire ribcage exposed, he's fine. He's not a distraction. And the fashion industry is designed to oppress us. And the little bit that we are trying to get back with leggings. Um, anytime women are forced to dress a certain way, forced, not chosen big distinction. Anytime women are forced to dress a specific way, whether it is in an office or as a national dress code, that is designed to oppress and it is designed to police and control bodies. And I have to make the distinction that it has to be a forced set of clothing requirements because if you want to wear a burqa, that is fine. That is your choice. You want to cover your hair, whatever faith base you have, because just about everybody has sects that cover their hair to varying degrees. Cover your hair. Wear the clothing you want to wear. That's fine. I'm all for that. But the minute anyone anywhere is saying, this is how you must dress as a woman, or you are going to cause problems, that is oppression. I mean, one of my most delightful moments of a woman who was in modest Islamic dress 
was watching her come up to my cash register at the store, the craft store I worked at, and she had shoved her cell phone into her hijab to hold it in place. And I'm like, I want hands-free technology like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> that was great. She was clearly happy in the way she was dressed, and she's like, this is a super convenient thing for me. I don't have to hang on to my phone. And it was just that comfortableness in her clothing that was wonderful to see, whereas I'm miserable in my t-shirt. And my store-required t-shirt and my store-required pair of pants and all of that ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. But durable at least everybody's shirts look the same. Go ahead. I'll see durable pockets would also help. Uh, yeah, uh, <sighs> pockets. We're gonna talk, uh, the tyranny of pockets is literally its own, its own issue. <laughs> yep. I could do uh, several hours rant about that as well. I just the fact that you went gaga when with the dress thing that you shot love having pockets. So it's like, well, you picked it out. I just I just purchased. I didn't even know it had pockets. And I was like, oh my god! Not only does this dress actually hold everything together without a bra, I wore a bra for the photo shoot. I uh, wore it too, but it had pockets that was literally all i wanted to talk about is one this really nice friend of mine bought me an awesome dress and two i didn't know the dress had pockets look it has pockets and it was super exciting just because pockets um makeup is another unnecessarily binaried thing that it's getting better but we're still not at a point where everybody's required to wear makeup in a professional setting i mean we need to pick one or the other either Nobody has to wear makeup to be professional, or everybody has to wear makeup to be professional. I'm tired of this. Women wear makeup. Guys don't have to, but it's okay if you do look at all of these tutorials about how to be a dude and put on a full face of makeup to enhance your features. Makeup's a separate thing. I very rarely wore makeup to any job I went to because I thought it was bullshit. I'm sure that's why I'm not in my dream job as a reference librarian after years and years, uh, because I dislike dress codes, and I dislike being told to wear makeup. Now, when you said that you're told to wear makeup, this was more of a quote-unquote suggestion or a written hard and fast rule, because I've yet to be in an environment where... It was actually written in the said company dress code. However, I can see exactly what you mean by it basically being one of those unwritten rules. It's an unwritten rule. I've been in unwritten rule makeup environments where I didn't feel safe or comfortable wearing makeup because my manager was a fucking creep. I would actually plan a when's his day off. And I would wear, um, you know, because as long as our shirts were a certain color, and we wore our vest, it was fine, or we could wear a company shirt. But I would wear the more fitted shirts. I would wear cuter clothing the day he wasn't there. And then there was a day I screwed up, and, I, and it just reinforced why I never, ever made an effort to look good when he was in the store. Because it's really uncomfortable when your manager goes, Oh, you look really nice today. And is standing too close. And has a weird grin. And that's gross. Don't do that. It's, and again, that's why dress codes are horrible, because it forces people to look at women as objects and evaluate them 
as an object. Are you distracting today or are you not? It's like the worst game of paranoia ever. Paranoia is a board game. <laughs> yes, Paranoia is a tabletop uh, role-playing game uh, where friend computer is, you know, increasingly insane and telling you to do all kinds of weird shit. Um, are you hygienic today? Are you distracting today? It's it's just dystopian. The idea, just the the whole wear makeup. It'll make you look professional. In fact, uh, one of my former coworkers who now works at Ulta as a stylist. Uh, Katie, I love you. I'm shouting you out. You've done makeup for some of my photo shoots and you're amazing. She's transitioned into a field that she really enjoys, which is great um, because she would do subtle but really beautiful makeup and then go to the craft store. And eventually she stopped. Like she would maybe do lipstick or maybe a little mascara, but she wore less and less makeup the more she realized that making herself look good for herself ended up making her uncomfortable because of the way people are socialized, which is really sad. But now she works in a, in a beauty store and she can do incredible makeup all the time and she's supposed to, you know, and people aren't weird about it because it's, you know, it's a very highly specialized environment. The problem is she has to walk to her car <laughs> and maybe run errands on the way home from work. She's still got, you know, beautiful makeup on. She's going to be harassed for existing because of how she's chosen to paint her face. This is a woman problem. It is bullshit. Guys, you're better than this. Don't believe the lies you've been told. Paints and pigments that are put on somebody's face are there to be commented on in, any, in a sexual way. Um, or that clothing that is put on is for any other reason than this makes the person wearing it feel good. Because again, you can really ruin somebody's day by complimenting in the wrong tone of voice. <laughs> I don't know if the mic caught that, but because I live in a house with three other people and my office contains one spousal unit, um, he walked by and he said, that's a really nice outfit today. It's a really nice outfit you're wearing today. And then he walked on his way. But it wasn't, <laughs> he just came through and gave another compliment. I love that lip color. It brings out your eyes. That's not, wow. Your lips are really beautiful today. That's creepy. Or that's a nice outfit. I, you know, that's not, wow, you're really dressed up today. It's the, the way compliments, <laughs> people like to be complimented. I work at FAIR. My entire time while I'm working, I work at FAIR for a clothing company. My entire job there is make people feel amazing. So don't, get me wrong people love to be complimented in a not creepy way i've had like 10 minute compliment wars with customers it's like your makeup's really great today oh yeah yours is really good too and look is this a new skirt that's really cute and it it's a neat addition to your garb blah blah blah, blah and back and forth but it's all in a context of this is this thing is interesting and it you know it is clearly pleasing to you and is a thing that enhances your overall presence in the world. Not, you know, not, ugh. I can't even, I don't even know how to give a compliment in a creepy way, because I just don't. Hey, Bill, can you be creepy for me for a second? Uh, I <laughs> I'm going to put him on the spot because I'm an ass. Um, yes, oh. I can be creepy. Um, I prefer not to be, but 
I need you to 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 get to dig deep and get back to that place that you were before you started getting a serious case of the feminism. Um, and remember how you might have accidentally been off-putting to a human female. Yeah. I'm sorry to make you go there, but it, it's I'm probably a bad example for a podcast because. I think the ways that I was mostly probably off-putting in that regard would be in a sense of um, leering, maybe. Ah, it was all in the. <laughs> it's it's all in the. Your face does this thing. Yes. And you're not. You weren't aware of the fact that your face did a thing. Yes. Um. Yeah, like ninety percent of being creepy when you're delivering a comment is your face and the body language, and trust me we know when you're being a creeper and when you go but i was just complimenting you we know you weren't don't lie own your creeperness and be like yeah my bad that was gross of me i'm sorry just please own own your bullshit and understand that you're creepy when you say things in a certain tone and with a certain facial expression yeah uh we are doing a bit of a live cast if you've noticed we talked about that Longtime listener, now fairly regular contributor, because we've done two of these live things now, and there has been much contribution from him. Um, Discord handle Knight, uh, who also works at Renfair with me, set, has submitted the creepier, the creeperest of creepy things you can say to somebody who works at a booth full of functional weapons. I bet your cleavage sells a lot of swords. That's an example of what not to say in any situation, specifically. In a situation where you are moving in an in an armed society, and the person you're creeping on has a booth full of things she can kill you with. Also, apparently, that employee is a black belt and doesn't need the sword to kick your ass. But I mean, it's sure gonna make a lasting impression. Um, I know the booth. I I know I've met her. Uh, she's a lovely lady, um, and she does have magnificent cleavage. But that's not what sells those swords. I've handled those swords. The swords sell themselves. They are extremely functional and not going to break on you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bill found some Lonely Island bullshit, and I'm not even going to go there because Lonely Island is a satire band. I'm sure it gets disgusting and creepy really fast. Well, for this particular thing, it was literally a, a nice compliment battle. Oh, okay. So, so this was the your mom is a really classy lady. Yes. Level of stuff, which I love. Um, but when you were saying compliment wars, this is what I thought of when. Yeah, it's it's kind of like okay in the context of this not being gross. It's lonely. It's Lonely Island. I assume they're going to get weird and they're going to be a little creepy about it because these are the people who gave us jizz in my pants as a song. Um. Let's see. Um... And. Like a boss, and on a boat. Yep. Um, a parody song that I parody that got me in trouble. Um, they from their superstar movie. Um, fuck Bin Laden. Yeah. Still looking up, folks. <laughs> you know how to Google. Use your finger. <laughs> I've had friends who go to hockey games to explicit and um, our local uh, ML uh, MLB affiliate, um, the Clippers. Um, they'll go to these games, and especially at the Clippers games, because that's a small stadium. You can be heard on the field from pretty much anywhere. They'll yell 
your mom is a classy lady and stuff like that to mess with players because <laughs> it's not going to get them thrown out of the park, but it's really going to catch somebody off guard. I know you probably listen. You know who you are um, and you know your partner in crime. I very much appreciated your taking William Sherman cutouts um, and uh, Grant cutouts to the uh, Jackets game when Atlanta came to town. That was fantastic. I approve. I will never forget how amazing that was. See, we've gotten kind of far afield from the original dress codes are bullshit and set up everything or uh, marginalization. Marginalization of women and women's needs and women's existence as anything other than decorative objects, all of that. But it all feeds in. Part of it. This is what you're going to wear. Boob armor. I had a rant about boob armor in episode two. Episode one? Episode two. Episode two. Yeah, episode two was boob armor will kill you because it fucking will. I want to shout, shout out to Romstein. I haven't watched the video, but my friend Ilea lost her mind about it. And so has like half of my Facebook feed. Uh, one, Metal Goths, I see you and I love you. Uh, two, Rammstein, thank you for putting Germania in accurate, period accurate armor. Yes, correct, period accurate armor. A band that big, doing it right, is a huge deal. I would absolutely expect if there was a French equivalent that, and they used imagery of Joan of Arc, they would put her in a correct armor as well. But yeah, I want a positive, positive dressing of women. Props to Rammstein for being amazing. Um, also, that video has had a lot of people pick it apart. Intensely nuanced, layered, and um, multifaceted amazingness that it is. And I will leave that to them. But that's exciting to see. You know, they had an option to fuck it up. And while nobody is going to care about an anthropomorphized country wearing inauthentic armor, because most people don't understand what authentic armor is, they chose to go all out and be like, no, this is what armor looks like. This is what we're doing. Which is great. And that's exciting. So now I'm going to have to watch the whole thing. Okay. Uh, and there it is. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Look it up. I'm not going to provide links for everything that's little pop culture references. So I'll post, I'll post a YouTube link in the show notes. Okay, yes. Bill, Bill, my link monkey, will post <clears throat> all of the links in the show notes, along with all of the other necessary bits and bobs including all of our contact information all right ah, i found a happy place so i guess this is a good time to stop yep so let's move on to me yeah the... you have a rant yes what are you upset okay. about oh well i i'm the crier not the ranter um oh, yeah well, <laughs> how are you going to cry today um well let's go through i'm 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 just going to touch on wrestling a bit because by the time this show comes out I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Kofi Kingston, so I don't want to go on that. However, I did mention briefly last week that it's still official that the women's are women are going to main event the biggest wrestling show of the year, WrestleMania, uh, on April seventh. They are going to be the last match, the main event. It's going to have two titles on the line since they just added a second title in there because of Charlotte's victory, Charlotte Flair's victory on SmackDown. However, that may change today for all we know, because when we record this, we record this during WWE SmackDown. So I'm not going to go through and put over there. However, I'm going to go through and bring up, because I've been following the tweet machine, this 
popped up on the feed from the very... And I want to say something. Transgenderness and re- trans transgender and wrestling have so many intersections in the fandom. Um, I follow a <coughs> toxic or non-toxic. Non-toxic in this case. Um, one of the people that I get my res- live results from is um, Reverend Claire Elizabeth, uh, a transgender female. Um, She's at Reverend Cl- Rev Rev at Rev Claire on Twitter. Um, she does basically the live the live blog posts for CagesideSeats.com for both Raw and SmackDown and other things at other wrestling events. Um, but with all the so I follow her and through her I've seen so much more of the positive transgender wrestling fandom and even gotten more information for general positive transgenderness, Um, including this article that, if it wasn't for Twitter, because I hadn't seen this on Facebook at all, I probably wouldn't have known about. This is from uh, Teen Vogue. I'm 13, and seeing transgender people succeed gives me hope. Um, This was an article from a 13-year-old, uh, the 13-year-old's name is uh, Stella Keating. Um, this was posted last year, actually, on March 31st. Um, but it goes through about how watching more transgender people succeed helps her as she had come out as transgender. For example, she watched eight transgender people elected in this country into this country from school board to the Virginia state legislature representation matters. Yeah. And it's important that we put aside our differences because people in the base forms are just people. If you think about it that way, stop thinking about it with what may or may not be between your legs what types of people that you may or may not want to have a relationship, if you want to have a relationship at all, color of your skin. While I'm, this might sound like I'm saying that I see all color, it doesn't matter, it does matter, because we actually need people to truly believe that people are people. And until then, we have to focus on the inequalities yep. of racism and sexism and things of that nature just so we could get to the point where when someone says that they see everybody equal you could actually believe it because at this date at this time this it's not it's not true it's borderline racist saying that someone like that borderline sexist saying someone like that because in reality you are judging people uh, for who they are and you need to learn how to change your own change your own belief structure for a, the positive and actually follow through with that. There's going to be mistakes and tumbles. I know that um, I'm guilty of this. I have people that prefer they, their pronouns, and I slip up. And I immediately, as soon as I slip up, I basically curse myself and try to go through and immediately fix the pronoun just so I can start getting used to that because you might know somebody 
for the longest time, and you need to focus on what they change so you can try to make the difference. Because deep down, they're people, and they're they they are the same as they were all the time. So you need to learn how to go about and focus on the negative aspects to, so you could fix those negative aspects. So everything else becomes positive in that regard. This article mm-hmm. is a case showing that how it's important that we're seeing more transgender people actually getting into positions where they could hopefully go forward and make a difference into everybody's lives and how that matters with that. Now, Stella in her article says that she was lucky. She got she was in an environment when she came out. Everybody was supportive. And she even says that that doesn't happen with everybody. There are many people out there that are stuck the where they are in their bodies, in their minds, where it's not safe for them to And that's change. really frustrating. So you need... Everybody needs to try to do what we can so that when people are have the ability to change when they are ready to change and not have to worry about the consequences that they might not have a home, they might not have a job, they might not be able to travel, they may be assaulted just because of their thoughts or beliefs or anything like that. Reading this article just highlights the fact that this is an important factor in life, that it matters. So anybody that is beaten down by the fact that they don't seem to be making a difference when they're trying to do whatever they can to make a difference and have this matter, it does. So keep on fighting, keep on doing what you need to do to help others be able to help themselves and help society as a whole. Yes. The, I just being able to make space a little bit more comfortable in our uh, pretend vampires game. We had somebody have a dysphoric moment and I stepped aside in a DM and I said, do you want me to find you some tutorials on gentlemen's makeup? Because that's a thing now. And it was, yes, please. And I'm like, Excellent. Because I've done that. Because one, I know some guys who are like, I would like to wear makeup, but I don't know where to begin. And then I have some other people who are like, I need to enhance or otherwise slightly alter the shape of my face. How do I, can I, because it, sometimes it bothers me that my skull is the shape the way it is shaped. And so, okay, I can find these things. I'm a librarian. I can help. Um, and it's just nice. To be the sort of person that can do that and make somebody a little bit more comfortable. Um, And I wish more people would do that and more people would read these articles and more people would let trans people succeed or at least pee (laughs) in peace. As you didn't clarify to all of my hearing exactly where the the community crossover is between, because I'm assuming that there is, you know, in any group, there is a group of trans fans of anything, because um, that's how fandoms work. Um, I'm trying to completely get into where that article and wrestling intersected for you. How you ended up with representation in that sphere mattering from this thing that you really enjoy. 
if there wasn't if i didn't get more people um that were trans wrestling fans that also talk about issues about being trans not just being wrestling fans being trans mm-hmm. th- this might not have come across my radar i mean i do have trans friends some of them don't some of them don't go through and post every single link that they can find to their specific forms of social media not i'm not saying that everybody trans needs to know what every trans article out there comes out and goes through and shares every single thing in the world it basically has just opened up more of a reference so to speak that i could go through and get more data because really what everything boils down to is getting more data i do this podcast because i think that it's something that i can do to help um i might not be as verbose or as angry or as much of a force to be reckoned with so to speak but i can organize the crap out of a podcast if necessary (laughs) um and if i could go through and help spread a positive message i'm gonna go do that so for me i need more data which is also as noel mentioned at the top of the hour helping us get behind paywalls. The Washington Post, for example, they have a lot of very well-titled posts that may have great data in them. It's a paywall. And as much as I go through, if I had to go through and pay for every single thing that I need to get through a paywall, I wouldn't be able to pay rent. So things are important in that matter, so we could go through and get things... Uh, basically get more data now the more people that we have that we follow and that speak to us and that tell us our stories or tell us their stories the more we can do and learn and help others do and learn so basically in this case it's more the fact that there is a sec there is a section of wrestling fans who are transgender who while they are wrestling fans also talk about being transgender and how things are important to them. So for me, it just helps in that regard and helps helps me find more that can be positive and or negative. Um, basically, when it's the negative stuff, I just tag Noel into that and let her rant. And if, the positive, if it's the positive stuff, I could go through and just bring out that and say, here's the positive thing that's going on. Because unfortunately... As a cisgender white guy, when, because I'm a cisgender white guy, sometimes if I sound angry about something, it can take be taken wrong. As if I'm not angry, but I'm actually being abusive. So sometimes, while it's nice for Noel to be able to say, here's the cisgender white guy to speak, so basically say all the stuff that I said before, and he can say, yes, listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. It's nice to be able to say, hey, Noel, this makes me angry. You can speak about this because you have the passion and effort and the drive to just sound angry and not sound abusive. So, and uh, not abusive, not counting Nazis. Uh, <laughs> If that makes sense. Yes. 
We make a good team. You can explain things to people be using your man words. And I can be angry about things because I, one, believe that women should be angry more often. And two, it's weird when guys are sometimes, when, in some cases, guys are angry about things. Although I wish you guys would get angry about more things with us. Please. It's tiring to be angry all by ourselves. See, that's why I'm here. So you could be angry and I could be like, just granted, again, just like with the creeper thing, my form of support is usually smiling and nodding, which on a podcast, that's <laughs> very difficult to go through and express. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of facial expressions get lost. And being supportive is really hard to do when you're not watching someone. You, we lose some of our um, impact because you can't see us. But that's okay, so, because if you were looking at me, I would die. Well, if they were looking at you, you as long as you weren't looking at them, shouldn't that help? <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> All right. I think that would be, that's a good place to put to the close. Before we go to close, I just want to say, just as I mentioned in the my little rant, um, we want to hear your stories. Yes. We want, to, we want your questions. We want your feedback. We want your thoughts. Um, not all, while Noelle doesn't read your reviews, the iTunes and all that type of stuff, I do. Um, so I will go through and read through and cycle feedback through. But most important, write us. Write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. We will go through, read, bring it up. Work, we will respond. I'm at least very good at responding on there, but... Then again, we've only gotten very few emails to that. Um, let us know what's on your mind, questions, comments, concerns, anything. Write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. At the top of the out, at the top of the podcast, I went through all of our social media links on our website at xchromosomepodcast.com. All of our social media links are there, right in the upper right-hand corner. Everything is there. So. You can find everything that you need at xchromosomepodcast.com. But most importantly, write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. The more feedback or information you give us, the better we can do to serve you. Yeah. the we This podcast really is not supposed to be mostly my voice or mostly Bill's voice. We want to give a platform because we are between the two of us we have 90% of the privilege um if not 99.99% of the privilege we're both white we're both cis um we're both heterosexual for the most part i'm speaking for bill cuz yep. i'm speaking for bill right now bill shush okay he's straight white and male that's literally default mode um i'm mostly interested in boys and white and in a female shaped body and a girl at the same time Again, I'm not casual. I, I'm not easy mode for life or default mode. Or I'm the slightly more complicated gaming difficulty. But I'm not nightmare mode. We want the nightmare mode. We want the complicated stories. We want to give those people a space to talk. And be able to be the dumb people. So that the rest of you don't have to. And as we get more stories in, uh, these off-week 
non-guest podcasts will evolve and get better. Um, I just wanted to rant about people trying to take away our leggings again. Um, and too much pink in my sports gear. <laughs> and, see, and see, that's the reason why we're doing the rant episodes, because um, when going through and doing the interviews previously, I felt that we were doing too much ranting and not enough about the guest. We want to focus on the guest and the, what the guest experiences and things like that. So while me and Noel want to bring out what's important in the world, we also want to make sure our guests know what's important, too. Them. Yeah, we want we want them to be um, the focus of our guest episodes. Um, I can't wait to talk to talk to Alpha Riff more because he's amazing and doing cool stuff. Um, but we have we're getting together an episode. It's going to take a while because we're going to have to try to dig through um, stuff that may or may not be paywalled, and I may have to call in some favors to get access to collegiate subscriptions or figure out how to get to, into them from home because Ohio is great for libraries, but on health inequity uh, or health access inequality based on multiple factors. We talk about it in probably what got eaten by Craig, um, Craig the bot in um, the Alpha Rift podcast about how if you don't fit a specific set of mostly arbitrary parameters, you're blown off um, or you have less autonomy. That's going to take some research. So that's going to be a while. But if you've had a problem accessing healthcare because of your weight, because of your gender, because of... And that's, um, I am trans and I cannot find a doctor. And, or, I am a woman and I cannot, and I do not have autonomy over my body. Those stories, give, give them. Or, I'm black and nobody's listening to me. Because um, that's a thing. Um, while I'm digging into the medical research on this because they are researching it. This is a thing. They're actually starting to look at it and how Western medicine has been cishet male focused to the detriment of literally everybody else. Uh, but tell us your stories. Give us new stories. Give us things um, to talk about. Give us permission. If Give us permission to read your story. And talk about it if you don't want to come on the show. Or come on the show. <laughs> if you've got a good story or you've got a, a a perspective on life with an X chromosome in whatever manifestation that brings, you know, however you are manifesting in the, in this plane of existence, please come. Tell us tell us stories. Let us give you a platform to do that. Crazy and articulated Crazy inarticulate rant. I swear I took my meds. I guess that's it. We still don't have an outro because we think suck at yep. outros. But our outro is the fact that we awkwardly trail off into silence. I guess that's our, that's our thing now. That sounds like it, unless someone gives us feedback on a better outro. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, that's fair. Please give us some, give us more feedback on how to how to gracefully get out of this conversation. Um. <laughs> Because otherwise, we're just gonna. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, we're just gonna be goodbye. Um, and we don't want to do that. We should probably, you know, remind them who we are and what the hell podcast is. My name is Bill. And I'm Noel. And this has been We All Have an X Chromosome. Knox.
because on Twitter, someone needs to watch the tweet machine. That is going to be... Uh, let me double-check the Twitter address, because I thought I had it memorized, but it turns out I don't. Uh, Man, it's such a shame we don't have somewhere we could have all of these things written down to direct people. As well as shouting them out, you know, like a website. Yeah, I I didn't have a I didn't have the page open. Assuming. 